Spring is in the air despite the occasional snowstorm. Love is in the air despite the social distancing. It must be time to talk weddings. Weddings are the most universal and meaningful ritual in our culture, and Prescott is the perfect place for two people to get hitched. Charles and I got married here, surrounded by friends and in sight of Granite Mountain. It's a weekend we'll never forget. On this episode of Prescott Woman Podcast, we talk to some wedding professionals who are in the business of making a couple's most special day as beautiful, memorable, and stress-free as possible. These women are passionate, smart, and dedicated to their craft. And it was a pleasure for us to get a glimpse into their wonderful world of weddings. Tana Falk is the owner, creative producer, and self-described advocate of merriment at Starstruck Event Planning. She has the perfect combination of detail-oriented organizational skills, creativity, and empathy that makes her the perfect event planner. A few years ago, Tana also took over production of the Friendliest Bridal Expo in Arizona. Her combination of dedication, ambition, and hospitality has turned the Bridal Affair Expo into a signature event for our town. Greg and Wendy Temple have owned and operated Lynx Creek Farm for over 30 years. Starting out as a bed and breakfast in 1988, the couple later shifted gears to vacation rentals, and after hosting their son's wedding in 2018, they dived right into the wedding business. Their daughter, Rafael, moved back home after earning her business degree and is now their resident party planner. Wendy and Rafael join us today to talk about the magic they create for their guests at their beautiful venue. This is the Prescott Woman Podcast, an audio supplement of Prescott Woman Magazine, and we're your hosts, Kelly Roberge and Charles Matthews. All right, let's get local. Welcome, everybody. We are now getting this opportunity to sit down with Tana Falk, the owner of Starstruck Events and the the entrepreneur, the the what do you call somebody who runs an event over and over again? The promoter, the mm, there's a fancier yeah, word that's not coming to producer. me. Right? The producer of the Prescott Bridal Affair Expo in its 16th year this year. Yep. I'm I'm really curious to, uh, in a little bit, ask you some questions about what it what it feels like to have an event going on that long and to be and to be creating something that is, essentially part of Prescott culture, part of Prescott mm-hmm. downtown culture at this point. But kind of our first question, I'm going to toss over to Kelly. And so, Tana, what exactly do you do for people as a wedding planner? So typically, I do do full wedding planning. I probably do about five full planning aspect a year. And then the others, we do about 30 events a year. The others are day of coordinating services, which in my mind, I usually say it's really month of, cause we don't just show up on the day of there's prep work that we do ahead of time to get ready for it. It's kind of like putting a puzzle together when I put all the information into a timeline. And then um, we are going over like setup details and, I get very detailed with that, what's going where and who's providing what. So there's rental company involved with what is the venue providing, what is the client bringing in, the flowers. You got to be very organized. And then I touch base with all of the vendors on top of looking at their contracts. 
Um, and then that timeline, my timeline is usually four pages long because <laughs> it has to do with all the details of the wedding. But by the I minute, <laughs> the vendors get a very condensed copy of just what they want, what we talk about, and what they need to know. And I've gotten really good feedback on that. They seem to like that. And then um, we we do a rehearsal run through the day before the wedding. And then the day of the wedding, typically it's rental retrievals, setting up, styling, checking vendors in, putting out fires as they arise, um, and just managing that timeline. At the end of the evening, usually after all the activities are done, we start doing the takedown of like at least the personal items. And typically rentals can be picked up the next day. So we come back for that. Um, but if they have to be done that night, then everything gets taken down that night. Do you need some recovery time after a full blown? Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that. So we like to call it a wedding hangover in the industry. And it's not, it, I don't drink when I work weddings, but it feels like a severe hangover. And I've tried to think about like why that is. And I think it's you're in high adrenaline mode for I've done 16 hours one time on my feet. I will not ever do that again. And you're just in that adrenaline mode. You've got people coming at you all different directions with questions. And I, I mean, you're literally managing the entire event. And then emotions, I, that probably might be, I'm, I think I absorb other people's feelings too. So when emotions are high, I think that's can be an exhausting factor and it, I usually can't move the next day. <laughs> I'm very sore. We walk an average of 10 miles a day on a wedding. Wow. Um, it's yeah, it's crazy because we're running back and forth. We try to be efficient with, if it's a venue that's really spread out, but sometimes you just, you can't help it. So there's a lot of steps involved. So I'm very sore the next day. Um, and just mentally and like exhausted. So it's usually about a day that'll last. Tom, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the, you know, the fact that you're empathetic and, and kind of uh, sensitive to the emotions. So I have a, I have a really random question. Maybe you can answer it. Maybe you can't. I don't know if anybody can. Why do people cry at weddings? I think it's the, it's usually happy tears, you know, that you just feel so overwhelmed with emotion that, you know, people that you love found their person and, and that they're committing to each other in that way. One of the trends, um, I would say that happens now and people do their own vows to each other and it's very, very personal. And, and I think it makes people feel like brought into that couple's world. Mm. Mm. Got it. And just for the record, any any guys out there listening, I cried at my own wedding. It's totally fine. <laughs> my your, let, too. <laughs> good, 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 good. Let yourself cry, guys. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so, Tana, what draws you to event planning in the first place? My background is actually I have a a degree in business management, and then I went into real estate, and then I was a business and real estate paralegal for eight years. <laughs> So I've, I've always gravitated towards that and I've always been uh, detail oriented. And then when I left the law firm, I, in 2014, I did not have a plan, which is not like me. 
but I realized quickly about a week later and I didn't feel, I didn't feel worried that I didn't have a plan. I knew the right thing would come along. But about a week later, I ran into the girl who used to own Starstruck Event Planning. And I asked her if she needed like an assistant or, or help with. And she was like, well, actually, we are trying to sell the business. So it was kind of a moment of like, oh, this is why I was supposed to leave without a plan so that this could come into my life. So I think the purchase took like a month and a half and then it was mine. And then I took it in a different direction than it before. It was more like self-produced type events. And I really wanted to do weddings. So so I took it in that direction. But I think it takes a it takes a an unusual mix of type A, type B personality. And I have that mix of it. I think that's what contributed to my success early on. So so type A being really detail-oriented and on time and on target, and type B being able to be flexible and creative. Yeah. Creative. Yeah. creative. Absolutely yeah. nailed it. Like organized detail oriented. You have to have the creative side too. You have to be flexible and go with the flow. You have to think quick on your feet. And I feel like you have to maintain a calm demeanor all while doing it. Yeah. I can imagine if you're, if you're dealing with people who are getting wet, getting married for a living that you have to almost have a, a psychology degree. I, I'm good at, I think I'm pretty good at reading people. Um, and I have had a lot of feedback specifically from my clients. They said, you calmed me on my, like you were a calming presence on my wedding day. And I didn't even realize that was a thing until the first person told that to me. And I was like, wow, that's, that's great feedback and makes it makes sense. Emotions are high on your wedding day. Family dynamics come into it all the stress of all the planning that they've done leading up to all the details and then handing it over to somebody to kind of execute on it. It's a lot. How, how did that feel to get that feedback? Awesome. Awesome. I'll give you an example. I've had the girls that work with me have been with me for a long time. And the ones that have stuck with me told me, they said, it's that feeling that you get at the end of the day that I pulled this off. This, these fires happened and I put them out and the bride and groom didn't even know that this happened and everybody's happy and we've got parents coming up to us and the bride and groom and guests coming up to us. We've, we get hugged a lot. <laughs> Those people want to just tell us like what a good job that we did. And that, that feeling is what makes me keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And you get to be part of so many people's very special, very momentous moments in their lives. Oh, well, that sounds, that sounds wonderful. Do you have a, do you have a favorite part of a wedding? Um, the hour before the ceremony is usually madness. (laughs) It's, it's the most stressful part of the day because that's usually like when stuff is going to go wrong. Sometimes it's in the hour I've had like boutonnieres break off the stem and we're mending them right before the ceremony. I've had bridesmaids dresses rip down the side and we're fixing them, getting them ready to walk down the aisle. I've had caterers not show up and had to hold the ceremony off while I got all the vendors, all hands on deck to help load everything in. 
you know, things like that. So I think it's right after that time, once you get them down the aisle and they're up at the altar and they're doing the ceremony and you can kind of step back and take a deep breath and go, (laughs) you know, we, we pulled that off. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, sometimes people don't even know all that stuff is going on. Yeah. Do you get to, do you get to dance at the, at the reception or you still have to maintain your professional? Um, there's so many details that we're working with that I, I have been pulled onto the dance floor before. <laughs> so I would say that it's never happened, but we're usually still behind the scenes, just like yeah. getting ready for the next activity. Making sure the cake is ready. And yeah. I did have one bride that she gave me a review after a wedding and um, the DJ actually had pulled us onto the dance floor, my assistant and I, and we were, that wedding didn't have a lot of activities or they got them all done right in the beginning. They wanted to like get on with the, with the party part. And she said, you know, that your wedding was well-planned when your wedding planner has time to, to dance. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That's yeah. a good sign. Well, let's talk about the, this expo, this event that you've been running for 16 years in Prescott. And just and just an aside to the listeners that, that we're always excited about is that you're a Prescott native. And so that ties you to this community and, and to this event. But w- what sets this Prescott Bridal Affair Expo apart in your mind? So first, um, I actually took over the expo from Hazel Bowman a couple years ago, several, three years ago, four years ago. So she's the one that conceptualized it and has had it all this time. And then she retired from it and I took it over for her. So you were sort of, you're sort of the inheritor of it. Yes. But, but I agreed to do it because what she had built was so amazing. And I had participated as an exhibitor for a couple of years um, before that. So I knew hands down that it was the best wedding expo that I had participated in. It has a very friendly atmosphere that sometimes other wedding expos don't have. And we get that feedback from the couples that come through. They, they say this was the best wedding expo that we've ever been to. We didn't feel pressured here. All the vendors were nice to us. It didn't feel rushed. Um, there weren't too many people where you feel like you were overwhelmed and couldn't get through, you know, all of them. And then it's very well organized. I mean, it, it is the largest wedding expo in all of Northern Arizona. And I can, I can say that because I participated in some of the others. And so I, I know it's, it's good. The Daily Courier refers to it as an annual community event. I like that you said it's now a part of the downtown culture. Like it truly is. It happens the first Sunday of March every year. The prizes that we give away is a huge draw. For the grand prize, we try to put together like a complete or almost complete wedding package. So it had like partial venue coverage, photography, DJ, wedding planning, like all that sort of the components that you need to make a wedding. And then we do uh, raffle prizes every 30 minutes. And then we usually have enough to give away. Last year, we gave away two mini grand prizes with the grand prize. And I think those were like around $1,000 value each. So so that's a big draw for the for the couples that come through. It sounds like maybe people even come just just for the party of it. Yeah, you can. We have a lot of people that come through that aren't necessarily getting married, but they just want to be there. It's got a fun energy and they like to see the latest trends or, you know, what's going on. So, or see people they know in the community that are there. So yeah, definitely. 
Well, I was reading just before this interview in 2019, people spent $860 million on weddings in wow. Arizona. In Arizona. In Arizona. Yeah. Oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. It's a uh, nationwide. It was a, it was like a $60 billion wow. industry. People, people have uh, a desire to, to get it right and to have a great party and to have a great event and, yeah. and make it memorable. Absolutely. Yeah. And most of my clients have their must haves and things that they like want to spend more money on. Like sometimes it's the photographer, sometimes it's the food, yeah. the venue, you know, and those are their top purchases. And then they'll do DIYs on some other stuff to kind of fit within whatever their budget is. But I, I believe it in Prescott alone. I don't think a lot of people know this, but we, the, when I say Prescott, I mean like the greater Prescott area. So we've got probably a little over 60 some venues to choose from. And they, they could be anywhere from like a couple hundred bucks to $20,000. Anywhere from like Goldwater Lake that has a ceremony pad and the Ramada's there and people love to do weddings there to like the, to country club. So you help people on pretty much any scale? Yeah, so depending on what they hire me for. If they hire me from the get beginning to even before they have a venue, and if I'm doing full planning, I'm doing pretty much everything for them from start to finish. And what's one of the weirdest things that you've encountered that, that somebody's what's a, what's wanted? A, what's the quirkiest? Yeah. What's, <laughs> oh what's one of the, the um, most unexpected or quirkiest uh, wedding requests you've gotten? I'm of the mind that if I can, I always tell my couples this, if I can make it work logistically for you, like we'll do it. Yeah. You know, I guess one of, one of the things it's not so weird to me now, but a while back when the trend started, like having a beer donkey. Say what now? The, they call it a beer donkey, but it's, um, it was a donkey. There's places in Phoenix that, that have them and they have like a pretty little floral wreath around their neck. They've got saddles on and then beer in the saddles, but they're, they're so cute and they're fun for, you know, picture opportunity. So it's an actual donkey uh-huh. that carries beer around and people can yep. just take beer out of the saddlebags. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Why didn't we have a beer donkey, honey? <laughs> it would have been perfect. It would have been great. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That would have totally gone with our wedding. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Or, or, yeah, or just like a beer Labrador or something. <laughs> well, this is great. Um, but I, I want to go back to talk a little bit about the expo. And, you know, I, I got to read the article in the Prescott Woman magazine. And you just come across as so enthusiastic about the expo. And, and you know, you've already talked about how, how friendly you think it is and how much positive feedback you get about it. And I'm just kind of curious, you know, what has it been like for you? What does it feel like to build an event that has such a great reputation and that is, as you say, a part of downtown culture now? What's that like for you? I felt very honored that I was asked to do it because I know Hazel put her heart and soul into it and she didn't want to hand it over to just anybody. She wanted somebody to 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 do with it what she's done with it. And I think I've done that plus some, like we've taken it to a whole nother level with, she actually told me um, the other month, she said, or maybe it was at the last expo. She, she made me cry. Actually, (laughs) she hugged me and she said, you have done with this, what I had wanted to do, but 
but just didn't have the time and wherewithal to, to do it at the time. So, so yeah, that, that made me really happy. Um, I love that it's in a historic building and it's in downtown Prescott and they've been such a good partnership through all this that I don't want to move it away from there because people are always like, why don't you, you know, have it at like a conference center style and, and allow more vendors in. And I don't want to become one of the Phoenix wedding expos. I want it, I love the feel that it has and I want to keep the integrity of that. Mm. Great. Well, I think, you know, just, you know, to kind of take a lesson out of this, I want to, you know, anybody thinking about who do I want to be my wedding planner? Think about who two other professional wedding planners turned over their babies to. Mm. And yeah. that's, that's Tana, you know, she, uh, she asked if she could play with the baby and they sold it to her. She must be trustworthy. She must be somebody that you can trust to do something right is my guess. Mm-hmm. Tana, who's your ideal client or couple for either an event or a wedding? Who, who do you like? What kind of people do you like working with? Well, part of what I love about it is that I get to work with so many different types of personalities. Honestly, I do like that. But I think the, the bride that stress out, I, it's not that I don't like to work with them. I do. I just, I feel bad. And I think they'll look back on it and go, I shouldn't have stressed about some of the small things, you know? And it, it's hard, like weddings are stressful and then you've got pressure coming from you from all sides sometimes. You don't know what the family dynamics necessarily are. I guess the the clients, I, I usually try to tell my clients too that you can do all the planning in the world, but there's going to be at least one thing that doesn't go as planned on a wedding day. It's just how it, it is what it is. And those things are usually the things you look back on and laugh at. Definitely. I had a a client. So, so I guess the clients that, that can go with the flow like that and have a sense of humor about stuff and not sweat the small stuff. One of the funny ones that sticks out in my mind is, um, I was doing full wedding planning for these clients and the officiant that we wanted was not available on their date. So I asked that officiant, you know, for recommendations. So we went and met with that person and she was, she was wonderful, but she was eccentric. And I asked the clients if they felt comfortable with her. And if they didn't, like, it was totally fine. We could find a different one. And they said they wanted to move forward. So she, at one of our meetings, she said she was going to surprise them with something during the ceremony. And they both were kind of like, okay, well, what, like, what type of things do you typically surprise people with? And I think one of the examples she, she gave was like ringing a bell or something simple like that. So we were like, okay, but during the ceremony, she broke out into a song (laughs) towards the end of it. And later the bride and groom, they laughed about it and they were like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know what to do. And I just, I said, you know what, that's going to be something you guys are going to laugh about forever. And they still laugh about it to this day. And that their wedding was in, I think it was 2015. <laughs> it was a bonding moment. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. So long as the helicopter doesn't crash into the reception. Right. That's all good. What's well, great. Um, Tana, what do people need to know about attending the expo? Do they need to sign up? Do they need to get tickets? Can they just arrive? Uh, what, they what, don't what, need what? to pre-register. They can just arrive. Admission is free. Parking is free. I would suggest wearing comfortable shoes 
and be prepared to mingle. You'll want to spend several hours at the expo. Um, you definitely don't want to rush through it. You're going to want to take your time so you can see what all is available, um, meet one-on-one -on -one with the professionals that are there that want to help make your, your day what you dream of. I'm sure it'll be beautiful. It probably smells really oh, good. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Are there are there mm -hmm. tasty samples? Yes, lot cake oh. and, and caters are there. That's a big draw. We also this year for because of COVID, we put some things into into place. Um, I talked with the city about it, and they they said yes. Like all of those are you know CDC stuff, and that's good. So. We'll have masks on hand and we'll recommend that people wear them. Hand sanitizer. I think there's going to even be hand sanitizer in the swag bags that they get nice. when they come in. So they'll have their own personalized one. And then I'm going to do pens this year so that they have their own personalized pen to go through the expo because they stop at the booth spaces and are talking to people so they can keep their own the whole time and not be switching pens out with other with the exhibitors. Um, we'll, we will also monitor the flow in in the rooms just to make sure there's not congestion. But those are kind of some of the things we're, we're doing to just do our part and help. Great. So speaking of COVID, uh, I'm guessing that the COVID and the pandemic has had a, has had a big impact on how you run weddings and how you plan weddings. What are some adaptations and, and pivots that you've managed to do to keep those events safer? Well, 2020 was difficult <laughs> for the, for the event planning industry, just in general, and especially weddings. I had a lot of couples that canceled their weddings outright and eloped. And then I had some that moved their plans out either further into the year or into this year. Some were even forced to find a new venue. Like if a venue closed or wasn't comfortable holding events, they had to find a new venue. We did a lot of backyard weddings last year. Um, some people decreased their guest count or some of that happened naturally. Um, like not as many people RSVP that didn't feel comfortable. There were definitely masks at weddings. Um, there were masks on the sign-in table even for people who forgot a mask and wanted one. Hand sanitizer stations. Um, and then I'd say spacing out further. You know, normally there'd be 10 chairs at a, t at a round table and there was only six type thing. Great. Well, this is reminding me of my, my yeah. wedding. We did, a, we did a DIY wedding and exhausted ourselves. Yeah. And, but if we ever renew our vows, let's hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. We will be too old to lift all the things. <laughs> yep. Thank you so much, Tana Falk of Starstruck Events. And I just hope everybody's looking forward to that Prescott Bridal Affair Expo, March 7th, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. at the Haciampa resort hotel in downtown prescott arizona it's beautiful and delicious and inspiring thank you guys prescott woman shows its dedication to this community in all the ways they cover local stories feature local businesses honor local leadership champion local causes and raise money for local nonprofits. each issue contains gorgeous photography each issue contains gorgeous photography and provides pages and pages of value all for free. This episode is an extension of the cover story in the current issue of Prescott Woman magazine. For more on Tana Falk and the Temple family, pick up the February-March issue available now. 
This gorgeous lifestyle and business magazine is free at locations all over town. Check the show notes or go to prescottwomanmagazine.com slash distribution to find the location nearest you or subscribe at prescottwomanmagazine.com to make sure you get your issue as soon as it comes out. This wedding issue is an annual favorite, so be sure to get yours today. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out our previous episodes at prescottwomanmagazine.com slash prescott-woman-podcast. Okay, now on to our talk with Wendy and Rafael Temple of Lynx Creek Farms. And welcome everybody to the Prescott Woman Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Charles Matthews. And I'm Kelly Robert. And we're here with Wendy Temple and Rafael Temple. Temple. Kelly's helping me with name pronunciation. It's one of my one of my drawbacks as a podcast host, but I'm, I'm I'm getting more practice. But you all are the the owners and facilitators out at Lynx Creek Farm. That's right. And you all have been you all have been a venue of one kind or another for for 30 years. Well, we've had our original business which is Prescott Cabin Rentals for 30 years, but Three years ago, our son wanted to get married and he looked at all of the venues in Prescott, but he really wanted to get married here in the farm because he grew up here and it just had special meaning for him. So we fixed it up a little bit, put in a venue, had his wedding, uh, did a friend's wedding and really liked it. Thought they worked out great. And so uh, we had a full next year, we did about eight weddings. And then last year, I only really pulled off 11 and and really that was due to COVID that I definitely had cancellations. Um, You know, all of May went away and and a lot of June when this first got started and and everybody was afraid and and actually we couldn't go to events. We had a stay at home order. So I pulled off 11 this year and then um, this this year, 2021 will be our, our fourth year. Great. And I assume you've got some weddings on the books already for 2021. Yeah, we've got 16. Great. Congratulations. Yeah. So what's the what's the story? Do you know the story of that property before you bought it? It's called a farm. Was it a working farm or? Well, it, it had an apple orchard. We had 300 apple trees and it was a kind of a bet between brothers. Um, the brother that lived in Arizona wanted to put in an apple orchard and the other brother said, you know, you can't grow apples in, in Arizona, not in Prescott. So the farm originally started because of the apple orchard, but we, we've milked goats for 30 years, had chickens. Uh, we raised four kids. So we just had a lot of animals. We've raised steers and pigs and dogs and cats and just always had a real love for animals, um, which my children do as well. And now we really just grow a lot of plants. So we definitely grow a lot of vegetables, but also flowers because that's part of the attractive quality of our outdoor venue is we do have really beautiful plants and flowers just to create that natural ambiance that people are looking for in an outdoor wedding. Wow, you guys are taking the table to uh, farm to table seriously. Yeah, well, we always want to do more. We're very ambitious and we're always talking about, oh, next year, let's do this. But uh, it's really helped to have Rafael join our group. She, of course, you know, was born and raised here and grew up as a kid. And she went away to college and got a business degree. And we're just so happy to have her back and have her enthusiasm and youthful energy. And she has a lot of just crazy ideas, mm-hmm. cr- crazy good ideas that Greg and I really want to implement. And I think with her enthusiasm, we're going to be able to actually pull off some of this stuff. 
That's great. We'll ask. We'll ask toward the end of the interview, Rafael, what your what your craziest ideas are. <laughs> so we'll say we'll save those for the last. But what 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 was it that made you want to share? your property so much with people, you know, a lot of people kind of start a farm or do something sort of self-sufficient or, or have a little to homestead, the move to the country because they don't want to be with people. Uh, what made you want to want to share it as a bed and breakfast and as a cabin rental and now as a wedding venue? So you're right. It started off as a bed and breakfast, which we had for 20 years and we moved into vacation rental, but there's just something so satisfying about preparing a space for a couple to either spend the night or get married or just to create a place where there's love and romance and you're fulfilling their dreams and you're you're making their dreams come true and we all really love that and weddings especially are just such happy events i mean they're getting married they're in love and and if you're not in the wedding you're coming to the wedding and you're going to eat some good food and drink some good drinks and dance and sometimes hear beautiful things i mean i I find myself crying at vows and I think I don't even know these people, but it, weddings are very intimate, touching events that are so important. And to fulfill that dream and to see those weddings get pulled off after all of the months of planning and the couples are happy, it's just, it's very gratifying. And you know, it's a party every Saturday night. <laughs> And you don't have to go to town, which is like the best thing. You bring the party to you. It's a party at our house every Saturday night. Love it. Right. right. So what special quality do you think you bring to these events? Obviously, uh, you guys are hardcore romantics. Well, I, I think one of the things that couples really enjoy about our space is to really be able to plan their unique special day. We're not cookie cutter. There's not just one way to do things here. We basically give you a beautiful outdoor venue and it's up to you to plan the rest. You have to think of what food do I want to serve? What drinks do I want to serve? Where do I want to get married? How many people do I want to have? And so it's also a very private affair. We are not in the public. We're not downtown. There's no strangers walking around. It's you and your family. So it, it creates a very intimate setting. Even if you have 150, it's an intimate 150 people there. And so I think the couples really uh, love to be able to plan exactly what they want to plan. I think what we offer that is most unique is that you get to stay here two nights. You check in Friday night, you're having a barbecue and rehearsal dinner, you're already at your venue. You have cabins and lodging available for your family and your bridal and groom's party. And it's not just a 12 hour affair on Saturday where you're rushing to set up and everyone's stressed out and then you have your big day. And then at the end, they're like, okay, you need to get out of here now. We gotta clean up and we're go to bed, wake up Sunday morning, let's get some brunch planned where you can slowly walk around, fold the tablecloths and do all that. And so I think what we're offering is really a solid amount of time to really enjoy your weekend with the family, with the friends, make it more memorable that way. Plus I hear you have hot tubs. Five. Five hot tubs. Five hot tubs. What do you guys, yeah, what well, do you guys, what do you, are, is it, are any of them hot right now? Cause I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> We're all hot right now. So when we were at bed and breakfast, we kind of specialized in rooms with private hot tubs. So that's why we have five. I mean, honestly, we have more than five because we have a hot tub at our house. The segue with what Rafael said is brides, especially or couples 
really appreciate the stress-free of having that venue available to them from check-in on Friday all the way through Sunday. And it really takes the stress out of getting ready for the wedding, that they can do a lot of things Friday night beforehand. And so then they just ease into the wedding. And by the time that time arrives and your guests are arriving and you're, you've got your dress on, you, you're not stressed out because weddings can be very stressful. I mean, I've had brides in tears over whether it's going to rain in two months. Well, yeah. Kelly, Kelly and I are both smiling really big because we we did our wedding at a friend's property and, and had exactly that kind of weekend. We went out there on Friday. We had a bunch of folks helping. helping. We actually, you know, sort of built a structure out on the property to to have the wedding. And, and some of my fondest memories of that weekend were the night before. We're Friday night around a bonfire, you know, playing guitar, playing drums with our closest friends. And, and yeah, yeah, waking up the next day, just, just wandering over to the – wandering over to the ceremony kind of rather. Rather than rather than rushing, it was wonderful. And when yeah, I really thought that making people buy into the two night package, which honestly we do because of the music, I obviously cannot have a DJ going on at night and, and rent these vacation rentals that we have on our property to outside people. They don't want to hear a DJ until ten. But honestly, it's been something that they've loved about our package. And to have a whole weekend that you have to, to really visit with your friends and family. You know, when you get married, I mean, to try to talk to everybody in five hours and, you know, Aunt Ruth came from here and you didn't even thank her for the gift or make eye contact and you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh my goodness. And so this just allows you to really spend some quality time with the people that you really love and that you want to gather close with. Absolutely. I was going to I was going to comment on that as well, because that during the ceremony and the reception, everybody's it's so busy for the bridal couple that to have that extra time, it just means so much. Yeah. You know, in the one of the things I noticed in the Prescott Woman magazine article about your venue, they described it as family friendly, which I, I don't quite get because I, I look at the pictures and then I, and I speak to you the the photos of the site it looks it looks luxurious it looks classy family friendly means to me you know sort of country kitchen uh, restaurant and inexpensive and you know plastic tablecloths and pic, picnic yeah, tables yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, in talking to you I'm getting a better sense of maybe what family friendly means about uh, Lynx Creek farm can you tell me what what links what family friendly means to you? Well, to put on a wedding is a family event. It's not just the couple. I mean, hopefully you've got a whole village to help you plan this and to help. Maybe they were talking about that we're a family-run business. You right, family-run. Wedding yep. weekends, both me, my mom, and my dad were all out there helping. We're there for the couple to be able to, hey, we need help with this real quick, or we don't know where this is, or we need to plug this in, and we're not getting electricity. We're there the entire time to problem-solve. We also have a playset outside. That's that's pretty family friendly. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the playset. Yeah. No. I think I think it's probably just my bias about what family rest you know family restaurant or family friendly family friendly restaurant means. And like I said, in talking to you, I'm really getting a sense that it is that that group commitment. You know, Tammy, as you said, weddings ought to be a family affair, ought to be a group affair, and 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 uh, yeah, everybody's clearly all hands on deck from your family to their family. Well, and it's it's more kid friendly when you're outside that your kids aren't having to sit in a chair and be quiet and not cry and not talk. And a lot of times, perhaps an indoor, maybe a more structured religious wedding, you know, you, you create that where kids, they love to run. I have what I call a bride's walk, which is where the brides walk down and it's it's a ramp. Well, kids just love running up and down that ramp. <laughs> 
So I think you can bring children and it's more relaxed. And, you know, we've even had couples bring dogs as a ring bearer. And, you know, that's something that doesn't really go with an indoor setting, but it definitely goes without outdoor setting. So let's just say it's farm friendly as well. Nice. Farm friendly. Nice. Business wise. We are a family business. We're also cleaning the cabins after each wedding and we're blowing the pavers and we're raking and we're prepping the grounds. And so even after 11 weddings last year, after each weekend, you're just, whew, that was a. Yeah. How do you guys take care of yourself so that you can keep going? Because that's that's quite a pace. Well, we all have our jobs and we're fine tuning it. We're much more experienced sitting here today after another season you know, in the wraps. And so in, in the in the beginning, it was just Greg and I because Rafael was still off in college and, and it was quite a bit of work. But now with each event, we're just all getting good at our own duties and we all have our own uh, separate things that we do. So we're, we're fine tuning that up and it's enjoyable. And, you know, if you keep your place up and nice, there isn't a lot of, you know, weeding or things that you have to do to get ready for the next wedding. And then you got the hot tub to t- to recover. Well, that's my husband. He's uh, people will say, oh, I ran into the pool guy. And I'm like, yep, that's my husband. The pool guy. <laughs> they'll say, oh, I talked to your housekeeper that week. And I'm like, well, that was actually me. <laughs> that's OK. We're that's, very hands on. Yeah, that's personalized service right there. Yeah. What was it like for you guys to be featured in Prescott Woman magazine? Well, it it was an honor. I love Prescott Women's Magazine. I've been getting that magazine from the very beginning. The fact that it's about Prescott, it's about Prescott women. Uh, It's a high quality magazine as far as the advertisers and even just the thickness of the page and the richness of the photos. And um, I have always, I, I encouraged our school. I was on the board of my children's school, Primavera. And I can remember years ago petitioning to advertise in Prescott Women Magazine. I thought it was a very important venue to support and to um, be in. So it's really sort of exciting that, we, that we've been in it for a couple of years as well. Awesome. Congratulations for that, too. It's, it's an, it is an honor to be featured in, in that really beautiful magazine. So, Rafael, we, we know that your dad is the pool guy and your mom is the housekeeper. Uh, what's your what's your role on this team? Well, I bring the crazy ideas. Right, 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 right. So I'm coming on to help out with a lot of the weddings as a wedding and event coordinator. So that kind of is another way Links Creek Farm is unique, that when you book the venue, you also get an on-site coordinator that is included in the price. I'm going to be there for your wedding weekend, even if you have another planner there already. I'm going to help you pick up trash. I'm going to help you set up chairs. I'm just going to be there to problem solve. But then I also offer other packages where they can get more customizable and help me create an itinerary. I help um, plan travel itineraries for friends and family and helping them get the cabin booked and kind of taking care of more of their weekend and making sure it's the exact way that they wanted it to go. Gosh, that must take such a load off of for your for your clients to be taken care of like that. Yeah. And one of my goals is to make it really as creative and unique as possible. I want to get brides that want to do sunrise yoga with their soon to be husband or have a poker and casino night the night before, or set up a big projector on the lawn and have a movie night, get facials or couple massages. So I really am interested in learning more about these brides and how I can really make their weekend customizable to them where they're going to remember it forever. Wow. Those sound like really fun 
fun ideas. What what are some of the craziest things that that people have asked for? Yeah, so um, this is only my second year getting into this. Last year was kind of slowly getting my feet wet. And this year I'm definitely talking more with the brides and become more of an important role. But a lot of them are interested in kind of game nights, having different board games set up around the cabin. I'm starting to get up into pop-up picnics and mystery parties. Couples are wanting to have games at their wedding. So often they set up a cornhole tournament. And because we've got more than 6,000 square feet of space, we have room to do that. And so that's been a fun thing to add as well, because a lot of people don't want to come to a wedding and just hold a drink and make small talk with everyone. You know, they like to still hold that drink, but I mean, let's play cornhole at the same time. And so it's just added a fun element, especially for the younger members of people coming to weddings that, you know, 30 years ago, everyone sort of got married the exact same way. And, and right now there's no rules. There really are no rules at all as far as what you wear or what you do or the order you do things in. And I encourage that in my couples to really think about how they want their special day to go. But the game element, so our grass, which is where a lot of our weddings take place and the ceremonies is also perfect for volleyball and badminton and croquet. Sports weddings. I'm sort of getting a sense, you know, I'm not following the industry, but I'm sort of getting the sense, you know, Tammy, just as you said, 30 years ago, everybody had kind of the same, Wendy, Wendy, everybody had the same kind of wedding. It was kind of cookie cutter. And then there was this era of really competitive weddings, just like trying to, (laughs) trying to blow it out and make it, make it crazier. And, you know, and Rafael, as you talked about, you know, having, you know, sunrise yoga or, you know, a cornhole tournament or something, there's there's sort of a sense of authenticity, uh, you know, to, to weddings. Are, are, are women of your generation looking for something different? Women and men of your generation looking for something different out of weddings now, do you think? hundred percent. And when I am working with a bride or a couple, I put myself in their shoes. How would they want, how would I want a wedding coordinator to make me feel? And if I was a bride, I would want to make me myself feel important. I would want to make sure this person cared about me and that they were caring about my wedding and that it was organized and that we were having good communication. So when I am talking to these brides, I do my best to make them feel like I really care about your wedding and I want the best for you. And I want to do whatever you'd like to do. Let's get creative. Let's get out of the box. What do you normally like to do with your friends? What are your hobbies? What, what can we do? And let's get a photographer out there. Do you want to have a paint war? Do you want to have a water balloon fight? Let's, let's have some fun. You know, I love the idea of a paintball wedding. That's just insane. I love it. And we do honestly care. I mean, I, when the couple first shows up to take a tour, the first words out of my mouth are, what do you have planned? What, what do you want? What do you see for your special day? Because that's the most important thing is to try to create something that they really envision for themselves. And a lot of times it's just, oh, I want to be outside. You know, I want to be one with nature. But if you dwell deeply and you really do care about these people, then you can, help them to achieve um, what they want on their special day. And, and it's something that we truly do. We, we truly do care about all of our couples and, and, and we want them to have, you know, a very unique personalized event because it is, it's so important and it's so special the day that you get married. Or the weekend, the we weekend that yeah. you get married. So uh, Wendy, you referred to the fact that, you know, you had some cancellations last year and we're just kind of curious, you know, how your business and your family has fared through COVID and, you know, what, what you had to do to pivot and, and stay healthy and, and safe and end business. So in 
early March, mid-March, when this started to happen, I started to get the phone calls from the brides, um, you know, wondering what was going to happen. And at that point, none of us knew what was going to happen. We were all very scared. None of us wanted to get this illness. Um, and so we just, we were very uncertain. And I just tried to be very compassionate. And when brides called and they said, I need to cancel my wedding. It wasn't that they wanted to cancel their wedding. They didn't. They were heartbroken. But I was very compassionate and I gave all of their money back and I let everybody cancel because you can't force them to come to a wedding or to host a wedding where it was literally you know, not allowed. I mean, there was a stay-at-home ordinance. I encouraged couples to reschedule either later in the year or even for 2021, and quite a few of them did that. And then as the year progressed and we all got a little bit more comfortable, the great thing that I have with my venue is it's an outdoor venue. So if you want to space yourself, you're welcome to. If you want to take your chair and move it a little further away from everybody, you can do that. We're not inside. We're not breathing the same air. And I, I let my couples lead as far as the precautions that they took during their events, because I'm basically hosting a private event. So if they wanted to wear masks and they wanted to use a lot of hand sanitizer, then they did. And I will be honest with you, if they didn't, then they didn't. And um, I think we all just do what we're comfortable with doing. And it got to the point where some of my cancellations weren't really the fact that the couple couldn't come or that we weren't allowed to have it. it. It then grew into, well, my relatives who live out of state can't fly. They can't come. And if my grandmother from Oklahoma can't fly and come, then I don't want to have it. Well, I had a, a Canadian couple. A lot of their relatives were from Canada. Well, the border was closed. So none of those relatives were able to come. But as the year progressed and we all kind of relaxed a little bit, that's when I, I mean, I had a wedding every weekend in September and every weekend in August and several in October and several in August. And so people were very comfortable with the fact that it was an outdoor setting that you could space yourself if you wanted to. And that just made it seem more of a, a safer event to attend. We had one bride that on the entrance to walk in was a table set up. And first of all, there were shots. There was vodka shots and tequila shots to welcome you to the wedding, of course. And then next they had green wristbands, yellow wristbands and red wristbands. And the green wristbands you would put on if you felt safe hugging and kissing and getting close and talking. And then there were yellow wristbands where no contact, but we can talk close. And then there were red wristbands where people wanted to stay socially distanced, kind of mind their own and just watch from afar. So that was another way I saw a bride kind of tackle that and made everyone feel comfortable and that they were being considered. Oh. More shots you took, the harder it was to memorize what wristband meant for everybody. Right, right. I can see that. I was I, when you said shots. I was assuming it was like COVID vaccine on the table. I think <laughs> I think that'll be the next that'll be the next trend. Come yeah, to the wedding and get immunized. It'll be awesome. So I think this is a great time, uh, Rafael, for you to talk about your crazy ideas. Yeah, I've been tagging along with my mom and my dad's business and kind of seeing how they're doing things, but. After going to business school and learning something, I wanted to do something of my own. So along with planning these weddings and kind of more creative ideas for the brides, I'm also branching off and trying to do host murder mystery parties in the log cabin over winter and kind of pop-up picnics down in the creek where it'd be a super romantic, either two or four or six person setting with 
catered food from a restaurant or Trader Joe's um, charcuterie boards. Um, some crazier ideas. I've wanted to build a zip line down to the creek. I've wanted to have an alpaca farm so alpacas could start joining the wedding ceremonies, kind of having alpacas with tuxedos on and you would get pictures with them. Yes, please. <laughs> I've wanted to turn the entire farm into kind of a resort where it'd be an all-inclusive. You'd bring 15 friends and it'd be full service, but those are all definitely in the future. She has a lot of great ideas about utilizing the vacation rentals that we have here on our farm. We have a, a cluster of properties with our house, but we have a cabin that sleeps 12 and then a little casita and a little cottage. But um, I think those are all very good ideas. And that's something that we're going to go into in the future. And we've got the weather for it. And, you know, a lot of people are hearing about Prescott now and they're moving here. So uh, we'll have to see what happens in the next 10 years. And a lot of people are drawn here to, to, you know, do some adventurous vacationing, going mountain biking, going rock climbing, going hiking. I think that's a great match for, for, uh, for that vision. Yeah. And all of those are great ideas as well. Stargazing. I mean, the, the list goes on and on as far as what your group is interested in and what can we offer you and get the right people in here to, to lead that for you and just provide a comfortable bed and some delicious food and, um, stars and and that fire pit at night just to to you know top off the whole day yeah it sounds like heaven you know kelly and i kelly and i pulled off a a fairly grand diy wedding on our own uh, but we've we've said recently that if we ever renew our vows we're going to get somebody else to to run it for us so now we, we know where to go now we know where to go <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like it sounds like it's a great mix because it's um you know, I, I said run it for us, but it sounds like you all are really collaborative with your couples and really creative and really help, you know, create some lasting, lasting memories that are going to be unique and authentic and not not cookie cutter. I think it's a, a the wonderful business model that you have. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really authentic to Prescott. I think that's a, a lovely way for people to uh, enjoy this town. Well, we hope so. And that really is our goal. And we really do try our hardest to make that day very special. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on this podcast. Absolutely. It's wonderful meeting you and hearing about your wonderful place. You're fairly booked up, but are there, is there an opportunity for a, a couple more people to, to book a wedding with you? Oh, or- sure. I, I, I would probably never say no <laughs> to a couple. So, it's, yeah, it's weddingsreunions.com, and uh, it's called Events at Lynx Creek Farm. And Rafael, is your is your business and your uh, sort of event planning underneath that same website? Nope, I actually have my own website, and that's called indigoproductionsaz.com. Wonderful. We wish you all the best in 2021. Plenty of health and plenty of healthy customers, mm-hmm. plenty of healthy clients, and I don't know, what do you call it? Lots of good weather at the lots right of, time. Lots of good weather at the right time. Yes, monsoon rains during the weekdays only. That's right. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much. All right. Thank, thank you. you. So I'm kind of a dude about weddings, but I have to say I got a little amp talking to our guests about the wonderful experiences they create for their clients. It made me think about the powerful, memorable wedding we created for ourselves. And we're still hearing from our friends and family how joyful an experience it was. And that takes me to just how important ceremony and tradition, even tradition busting tradition, is for our human hearts and souls. Tana and the temples, sounds like a band. (laughs) 
Anyway, they are doing important work creating that ceremony and that, you know, moment of majesty for the people in our community. And I feel really inspired by all the beauty and love that they're facilitating. Mm, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Weddings are important for everyone involved, not just the couple. They give us joy, hope, connection. They are ceremonies of unification and hope. And man, we sure need more of that. Ain't it the truth? Yeah, and I want to acknowledge the role that Prescott Woman Magazine plays in helping couples find the resources they need to craft a ceremony that's authentic and right for them. This year, Brianna and her team put together 30 pages of wedding-specific articles featuring airy venues and vendors. As always, the photography is gorgeous and the words are inspiring. Sure, you could comb Pinterest for wedding ideas, but why not keep it local and grab the Prescott Woman Magazine wedding issue for all the support and inspiration you need to create the perfect event that's not just for you, but for all of us. Yes, we're asking to be invited to your wedding. <laughs> but we won't get too crazy, don't worry. Coming up next month on the Prescott Woman podcast, we will be interviewing Courtney Osterfeld and a couple of teens from the Better Together program. This is a, a program of facilitated discussions around diversity and inclusion, which became a real uh, flashpoint for teens in our community these last few months. So stay tuned for that. We're really excited to talk to Courtney. And also be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to Prescott Woman magazine so you never miss a moment of local goodness. Thank you so much for listening. The Prescott Woman podcast is produced by Rocket Feather Creative.